welcome back to episode 14 of Ad Aster, Asterlitz podcast. I'm Maddie, and today we're going to be talking about kind of reflections on leaving the writing community for some of us, and for some of us kind of just entering it. And we want to give you some tips and our own thoughts on how being a young writer has kind of shaped our identity going into the future, and however that may look for all of us. So as I said, I'm Maddie. Uh, I'm from Orlando, Florida, and I just recently graduated high school, Woo! <laughs> and I'm going to be attending Middlebury College in Vermont, where I'm kind of continuing writing. I want to study English, and that's part of why I chose Middlebury, because it's very strong in that department. I'm not so sure that I'm going to actually study creative writing, but obviously it's still a big part of my heart, and I will still continue to do it. I definitely want to like be involved in that community there, but I'm not really decided on whether I actually want to major in it, um, partly because the idea of being graded on that sort of work is something that I'm not completely comfortable with yet, but maybe I will be in the future. But uh, that's kind of where I'm headed. And uh, we have two other amazing co-hosts on this episode, Abby and Emma here. And I would love to hear what they're doing, you know. Uh, so my name's Abby. Um, I also just graduated high school and I'll be going to a public university in New York City. I'm from, I am from New York City and I'll be staying here for college. I'll be attending a college within the uh, public university system that we have here in New York City. And I'm attending through a really good program where I get to go to school for free. So I'm very, very excited for that. Um, I will not be studying creative writing or English as a major. Um, I'm, I'm going in for psychology, but uh, I do intend to take creative writing classes and hopefully get a minor in it or something like that. Um, I understand the kind of hesitation that can come with not wanting to get your work graded. Uh, personally, I'm very like I'm very particular with who I give my work to. I only give it to a certain amount of friends, uh, mostly for feedback purposes, just for revisions, for reviews. And um, I can see how, like, <laughs> it's a little strange to have it, like, read and graded because <laughs> it doesn't feel like something that should be graded. It, should, it seems like something that, especially if it's, like, a hobby, something that you should enjoy for yourself. And having it written out for a grade is definitely an interesting shift. Hi, I'm Emma. Um, I'm right now. I'm. I just finished my freshman year in high school, so I'm going to sophomore year. I live in San Jose, California, which is in the Bay Area of California, kind of close to San Francisco, rest of Silicon Valley. Um, where I live, it's like pretty STEM based because we're in Silicon Valley. There's tech startups, but I've always written from like a very young age, and I feel like right now I'm just kind of just entering the writing world. Like a few years ago, I joined some literary magazines. I started submitting. Like before, I had no idea there were literary magazines or any of these or like contests or anything. Like you just wrote, a, you just wrote alone in your room. Like you just don't interact with the world with it. But then I realized there was, and I was like, oh my god, like this whole world exists. So I was just entering that, trying to like talk to people. It was so intimidating, like knowing where to submit, like what places to apply to, like what summer programs, what contests. And like a lot of people are so competitive about it. And so just kind of entering that, it's like insane. Just like going from like never showing your work to anyone, being alone in your room to like submitting to all these random places. Um, and I think I'm sort of used to it now. Like and right now, I feel like I kind of have a hold on what I'm doing. Like, I like the 
places that I work for. I like the things that I read. I know like where to find work that resonates with me and like where to find contests that I truly like. And I, yeah. Um, but it's definitely like changed a lot on how I view writing. Like for a period of time, like I felt like because I was just entering, I felt like a need to like customize my work to fit the molds of like the writing community and the contests. And that was kind of damaging to my work. Um, so I kind of get what you mean by like not wanting to major in something creative because it is something so subjective and like you want to do it for something for fun. And like I'm doing a joint this summer, a joint mentorship, and every week we have to submit a poem. And this week, like I cannot think of a poem. Like it just didn't like come naturally to me. So I had to like force myself like two hours before the deadline to just sit there with my computer and just randomly write things. And I just feel like creative work, it's it, I want it to come from someplace meaningful and not just I have to do this for a deadline for a grade. So I feel like, yeah, that's why I'm kind of hesitant about like putting like actual value to it as opposed to just like playing around having fun. Yeah, for sure. Like I remember, um, like I, like you said, like I wrote from like a young age, but I never like knew that there was actually like this is so stupid. like I never thought that there were actually like communities of people out there until I like kind of entered high school and like part of it was because my high school kind of like yours is pretty STEM focused like honestly when I told people like yeah I want to major in like English or history or whatever they were like yeah but like why not biology like why not you know you could be pre-med or something and I was like I, I don't know and there weren't as many opportunities at my school for that so I kind of had to like rely on other writers to find opportunities or even make them myself. And honestly, like the biggest takeaway was, for me at least, that the competition sometimes in the writing world, you know, like it pushes you to be better, of course. And I wouldn't have become a better writer without it. But it also encouraged me that when I was like looking for like where I want to spend my next four years, it was kind of, I wanted to make sure I wasn't in a super pressured place because I already kind of internalized the drive. So I don't really need someone else kind of pushing me to do it. And that was like a combination of like experiencing that community and also like my school in general, which is pretty competitive. And I kind of think that being exposed to it did change my mindset for sure. Uh, for the better and also maybe not. <laughs> um, I also went to like a very STEM focused high school, which is fine. STEM is good. And I still managed to find like the places where STEM and art intersected. And that's mainly where I spent my time. Like I did a lot of stuff in like my school's like film department. Um, and that was like, I think the ideal place because there's definitely technology what with the different like the different uh different stuff we use to film and while I mean while we still had that creative aspect to it but also like the writing in my school there wasn't a lot of that and um so a lot of it you had to either find amongst your friends and I did find friends that were interested in writing and I still keep with them to this day and they're still the people that I go to in order to give my work for review um and also <laughs> the idea of not knowing that stuff was out there like competitions and everything and opportunities like my first big opportunity when it came to uh, when it came to writing was between the lines last summer. Like that was my first big thing because I really didn't know that stuff like this existed. Um, it was the next thing was like the scholastic competition and I was a senior. So my one and only time like entering was this year. Um, and I was happy. It was a cool experience. But yeah, like it's just 
I feel like this stuff would be like should be more accessible to young writers so that way they know that it's out there and um, while you can't always know because the internet's always at your fingertips I wish it were more known and more broadcast in like schools as an opportunity um, I discovered more writing competitions as a way of trying to uh, score money for college in order to earn before I found out before I ended up taking this you know free opportunity but like um like that was where I mostly found like writing competitions like it was all about trying to like find a way to like pay for college and then like that's that's where I found them so it's all very cool and I just wish there was like more outreach in terms of oh here's what we can use uh, here's what we can give younger writers to get themselves into the game and into the field earlier on yeah, I definitely agree with that. Like, it was really hard finding opportunities at a young age. And I was kind of frustrated because, like, everyone was like, do this math competition, do the STEM program. And, like, I knew I liked writing, but, like, how do you find writing opportunities? Like, I think when I first started finding opportunities, it was, like, out of, like, anger, kind of. Like, my parents were like, well, and, and people around me, with it's just like, oh, it's just writing. Like, you can't really do anything with it. Like, you can't get into college with writing. Like, my, my, it's, like, so competitive. Like, everyone's focused on college. So I was like, well, I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm going to find these opportunities. So I, like, went through so many Google rabbit holes and, like, Googling at, like, 3 a.m. trying to find these opportunities. And then I did find the world. And it was, like, so intimidating but so amazing and i was like i actually have so much opportunities and i wish other people could get that early on like i feel like i got to like seventh grade was a pretty good time i feel like that prepared me for like most of the high school stuff but if i knew that really early on it would have give gave me a lot more hope and motivation to write um but yeah it's just so weird like being in the writing world because it's like this entire like bubble separated from the other side of the writers kind of and once you're in the bubble it's like hyper competitive like everyone cares about these major competitions these like prizes these like the same journals everyone submits to and if you get in it's like oh my god and like it's just it, it, it's insane and it's so weird how it's so separated from like the rest of the writers that don't know about this like it's not even this is so it's not even just the competition when I first submitted to Scholastic and you know how you have to put like an educator. I hope that it's not still like this and if it is, then it needs to change so I uploaded all my stuff and I was so excited and then I had my teacher sign off on them and then like a week later. She was like oh my gosh like I read your poems like they're so great and I was like. No way that you had. Asked no way that you had access to them you're telling me that you just wouldn't and of course it's like it's different when it's like random people i don't know how to explain this to other people it's different when it's random people reading your work when it's people you know oh my gosh i didn't even know that the teachers could see in there and so the next year i made sure that that wouldn't happen again because it was covid so anyway i'm pretty sure i didn't have to get a teacher to sign it but like i didn't even know about that and that was super awkward <laughs> with my teacher i love her still but oh my god the embarrassment that i felt after that and i wish they would have let us know that they could see them. Like I went on the Scholastic website and nowhere did, on the website did it see the educators can see your work. Like I thought like they just signed the form or whatever, but so that was really awkward. <laughs> and I learned that I need to read like the websites before I submit things and make sure like that you're not getting taken advantage of with like publishing rights and stuff. Because there are some skeevy contests out there. Like, it's hard enough finding good contests. Like, there are also ones that, like, will take advantage of you. 
and like your naivety. So you have to make sure that you're not, that your writing isn't being, you know, taken advantage of and you're not being taken advantage of. And Hmm. that's also so hard. (laughs) I think something we can do even as Astrolet, um, as a lovely organization, besides the wonderful Lit Magazine, which everyone should totally um, submit to as they come out, totally, totally, um, we can also maybe create a database or like some recommended competitions to sign up for. Um, Stuff like Scholastic, stuff that's very legitimate, stuff that isn't skeevy and um, is trying to like cheat you out of your publishing rights, because those do exist out there. Um, Really good magazines that perhaps young writers can sign up for. We do have a nice platform built up, and I think that it will be really cool of us to share some of those. What would you guys think? Okay, that's all good. I, um, <laughs> I think on, um, I think when I was first, like, trying to pick where to apply, like, for programs, I think I used a site on, like, Android or something. Like, I definitely used a website. Like, I wasn't just, you know like trying to find these through Google. And I was really thankful for that one, but I don't know if they have one for contests. They might, I should probably look that up. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, it's just so hard. I mean, I think I, I remember submitting to like a scam contest and I know that it was a scam because it was like, they took everyone's work and then they're like, pay $20 and you get a book. And me, it was like the first thing that I submitted to. I was like in the fifth grade or something. I was like, oh my gosh, like this is great. And I convinced my mom to buy the book and I still have the book. But it was like, looking back, hindsight is twenty twenty. That was probably a scam. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It would be really good to promote good opportunities, especially like on our social media or like just like, Uh, every month maybe we could have like a little section that has like the contests and stuff for this month um that'd be really cool and just curious what is what are the scam ones because like I don't know like if they're famous like I want to know what they are I think there's this one that keeps like rebranding all the time like I think I remember that it like started with like a c or something and like basically they were like it's competitive uh competitive (laughs) with air quotes I just remember they can't see this um and yeah you would pay like ten dollars to submit which um kind of a a tip um make sure you check before you pay a submission fee a lot of reputable contests have a submission fee there's also a lot of free ones but make sure you check because they're normally not refundable and you would then they would be like we'll hear back from you like we'll review your poem and tell you whether it gets in in like three weeks and then after that you had to pay to get a book with your poem in it so yeah a little suspicious there's a lot of ones like that where you have to pay to see your work in a book and it's normally normally it's for younger kids because they know that they can fall for that but you know, there's still there's still some for older kids, I'm sure. But I remember in elementary school there being almost no like super reputable contests until you get to like Scholastic, which was in seventh grade, and that's like the big one. And obviously that one's not a scam because you don't have to pay to see your work anywhere. Normally that's a big sign 
that unless it's like a super reputable magazine, you don't really want to pay to see your work somewhere else. They're going to want to promote you or pay you for your work. So that's a veteran tip. And anyone that says that writing won't get you into college, as someone who just completed the college application process, that writing is all you do. It's all you do for like three months, three to four months. Like, you, <laughs> like you oh, yeah. don't, they don't get it. And oh, yeah, yeah. Hmm. You have to kind of market yourself. It burned me out so much, though. I swear, I didn't write for like three months after that. (laughs) I was tired of writing. Yeah, um, the college process is like 90% writing. It's figuring out your common apps, the big one. Then you have like all those schools that get supplements out of you that need those supplements. And one school can have one supplement. But like, it feels like, the harder the school gets, the more supplements you got to do. Like for Columbia, it was it was six supplements. Yeah, three of them were those lists. So it was like, oh, a list of books that you read in school, a list of books that you read for pleasure in high school, um, a list of like non-literature things that you like to do, like publications and websites and stuff that you enjoy doing. TV shows and movies were on there too. Like, like yeah, three of those are lists, but then there were, but then there were essays. Like, Cornell's, I think, was, it was some big number. I think it was, like, 600 words. It was, I think, the biggest limit I had. It was massive. It was just one, but it's a big one. Like, there is so much writing when it comes to the college application process. And it's not even to the point of, like, okay, like, don't write them a story. But, like, you have to be able to have some sort of writing skill in general. A lot of colleges require a composition class out of you, like a general composition class, because they know that writing's important and um, they want to make sure that you know you have that skill and they want to make sure that you have that skill. So they require a composition class out of you. I'm literally taking composition in my, like, my first semester. Like, I'm taking it. Um, a lot, like, like even to get into these colleges, you need to make sure that you have a good knack for writing because you got to get these essays out to them. You have to know how to market yourself through your essays because those supplements can be a big part. Colleges say that, yeah, it's a holistic process, but we all know that like, the essays are a pretty big chunk of that process. So, yeah, like you got to make sure to write. And this got mentioned before, and I kind of want to like just bring it up again quickly. It kind of sucks when people keep like undermining like the arts in terms of the opportunities that it can give you in terms of what you can learn out of the arts in terms of how they can benefit you because doesn't it feel like they make you seem more well-rounded as a person if you got like the creative writing on you the theater the music don't you just seem like such a like more well-rounded person because you have that creative edge on you and that looks so good doesn't it we always have a person with a creative edge we love that so no, I don't think that people should be undermining the arts and the effects that it can give both to you as a person and if it really matters to you so much, the colleges that are going to look after you at some point. Like, no, 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 we shouldn't undermine those and we shouldn't like, <laughs> we shouldn't, we shouldn't be under underestimating those. They're important, they matter, and um, it will never hurt to have an art thing or two on, on yourself, on your resume, for your own well-being, however it may be. Period. Yeah, I definitely agree. And also, like, you only get, like, 600 words. Like, they don't know you. You have to kind of communicate, like, your entire life, like, all of your personality and everything. And that's, like, a really big part of the process. But I can't really say that much because 
I have like three years ago, but um, yeah. And like, I've looked at like, I've looked at like the essay topics and stuff and like, I'm actually kind of excited to write it. Like, I know that sounds like kind of, I don't know, um, but it, it just, it's, 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 it's interesting. And I feel like, like, I, I've known myself a lot better because of writing. Like, I know how to think about what I want out of life. And I know how to think about like, I don't know, like myself and my passions and stuff. And now like applying for applications, it's so easy. Like the essay portion, like it's so easy. I know exactly what to say. And I feel like in general, even if like, it doesn't really help you get into college. It just shapes you so much as a person. Also, like, I feel like writing kind of made me like math. I don't really know how that happened, but like people in the writing community are like, they're so open-minded and they're so interesting. And they were, and they write like math poems. They write like poems about like randomest things. And I feel like just writing just made me a lot more open-minded to like different ways of thinking. And that kind of made me like, like STEM and a lot, a lot of other subjects. I feel like people underestimate writing and like the benefits that it can truly give you because it's also incredible as like an outlet for anything. Like a lot of people say that, oh, when you read, you also like try and escape. It's a form of escapism also. It's a way of kind of getting out of your problems and into the world of another. But writing can also give you that. Writing's a really good way of expressing your feelings and getting them on paper. It's a really good way of understanding yourself and being able to kind of uh, talk things out, I guess, without really having to talk them out. It's just like you and the words and you have time to sit down and consider things and be able to write it out for yourself. That's a very beneficial process for anyone. I think that writing both in terms of a free write, in terms of creating, in, term, in terms of creative, in terms of anything really should be more prioritized in schools because it's beneficial on all levels. It's beneficial emotion-wise, um, skills-wise, um, even for colleges, for college apps, if that's if that's like also a big priority, which I understand. Um, you don't have a lot of time to express yourself to these colleges. Your common app is 500 words, I think. And then those supplements can get as short as maybe 200 and as long as 600. So writing is just a really good way of I don't know. I, I'm getting off topic, but like writing, writing is just very beneficial. And I think it should be prioritized a lot more and given a lot more credit than it is. Yeah, for sure. It's like, so it can sometimes feel a little dehumanizing that you spent your last like four years and then you're being reduced to a set of numbers and demographics and, and your one essay for a lot of colleges and a few other ones. But like, honestly, writing kind of helped me through that kind of crisis because I could remind myself, you know, like no one else is going to write this thing. No one else is going to talk like I do or write this supplement or think about it in this way. And it kind of reminded me that, you know, it's not just like getting in, you're going to a community and stuff. And I think sometimes we get stuck in this mechanical form of thinking where it's like you get in or you don't, or you get waitlisted. And as someone who went through waitlist hell, I do not recommend it at all. It's stupid. Uh, I'm still on a waitlist because um, they didn't give me an option to decline it. <laughs> so I'm still on a waitlist and it's July 8th. So that's how kind of messed up <laughs> the college process is. But, you know, I think that writing can help a lot of people find peace, you know, like a lot of like, you know, have you ever gotten like stuck, like scrolling through things because you're like bored or like you're bored. I do this a lot. Like I'm bored. So I just eat something like just to like calm whatever's going on in here. 
writing can help you give peace, whether it's like typing in your notes app, like writing a letter, writing a poem, like it doesn't even need to be creative related. And I wish that more people knew of it as an outlet than like people do now, you know, because a lot of people think that maybe an outlet could be on social media, but a lot of the time that may not be the most healthy way to go about things. It's often helpful to sit with yourself and instead of kind of shouting into the void, maybe thinking internally, I've found that that helps me more that like deal with things than possibly like social media or like TikTok or Instagram and stuff like that. But it's really all in like how you deal with it too. I just wish more people were aware of it as kind of that outlet because it seems like it's kind of falling back into fashion, but also not at the same time. Yeah, I agree. Um, I feel like, especially like now, like there's so much of, there's so much of like a push to like be so external about everything. Like we post everything online, like everything is kind of foreign output in some way. Like I feel like, and everything's so fast paced because it's so output driven and everything driven. And so like just being able to sit with your thoughts is just so rare and being able to like have that space to really slow down and not think about like, what's the next thing I need to do? What's what's something that I need to say to the world? Like, it's just really nice. And I think it's easy to really forget that, especially like we're in a situation that's really competitive. Um, and it's just really nice to just not have to care about any of the external stuff and just kind of like sit alone with your thoughts. Um, and I feel like that's kind of sometimes where like the teen writing community, like it, it kind of like doesn't, work on itself like it writing it's supposed to be such a therapeutic thing but when you attach so much like competitions prizes to it it kind of feels like you're writing for something else so it doesn't feel like you're sitting with yourself but you're like molding your feelings towards something else um like especially with like contests I've heard that like certain contests they like certain things like I've heard that Stoglastic likes like really trauma-y emotional pieces um so uh, and also like heritage pieces and stuff like that. So then like at one point I was just like writing it and I felt like I was just like molding my emotions into something that would win a prize. And it just felt so toxic. I felt so inauthentic, like doing it. And then, I mean, it worked out for me, I guess, because I won like a best in grade and gold medal. And it was like really cool. And I met so many people in New York City, but just like feeling like I had to like mold something that was really like internal for me into something external for a competition. It was a really annoying feeling. And I don't like how that molded version of me is out there for everyone to see, as opposed to like me unfiltered and me, like if it was not for an audience. I actually didn't know that Scholastic preferred that. (laughs) When I applied for Scholastic, I did not write anything personal. I wrote six purely fictional things. Oh, wait, no, I did write a few personal. But, like, they weren't, like, trauma-dumpy or heritage-related. They were more of, like, my personal, kind of, like, some personal views I had on, like, a couple of conceptual stuff, and that was about it. Um, and I didn't win anything like massive. I won um, like my portfolio, my senior portfolio won an honorable mention for a region. So like, I, I mean, that felt cool because my first ever big competition and I was very proud of that. And I'm still very proud of that. But um, like, I actually didn't know they prefer that. And I'm kind of sad to hear that they do prefer that because talking about being very trauma dumpy and talking about your heritage are very personal things. And it feels strange for a competition to 
I guess I kind of understand why you might gravitate because it may seem like more serious. They are serious topics. They're more, they are more serious topics. And it's very hard to expose yourself like that. But it kind of sucks that like you, Emma, even felt inclined to have to expose yourself like that because you knew that a competition would like it. And here's the thing. And even also with college applications, um, you also hear sometimes, oh, college is like this and this on your essay. Or I hear, I remember one time I heard about a college. They like when you're like in student government. I'm not going to say what college, but like, I remember hearing that. I was a few months ago at this conversation. They enjoy people that are in student government from our school. Like, I've heard this. Um, and I hate, and I, I think this all brings us to the point that ultimately, who exactly are you writing for? Are you writing for yourself or are you writing for a competition? Who are you serving with your writing? Is it for you to express your emotions or is it for you to serve this next competition that you want to apply for in order to get a little more recognition for your work and maybe even earn some money for yourself? I think there should be prioritizing, um, more prioritizing writing for ourselves and producing for ourselves for what we love to do rather than trying to necessarily make it into the next competition and mold yourself and feel like you have to do it in order to win the next prize. I think we need to prioritize ourselves more and what we want and our emotions more in our writing and what ultimately will will end up like benefiting us. And if it ends up benefiting others as well, if you want to do that as well, that's fine. But I just think there should be more of a purity in us and our writing and not so much of trying to have to mold ourselves in order to make it to college or in order to win a competition. Yeah, I think ultimately what the pressure comes down to is a lot of times we view sadness and like negative emotions kind of as the most drawing and like the most like authentic and so we naturally gravitate towards like emotional movies like ones that pack a crunch pack a punch (laughs) that make us cry stuff like that and we don't often consider that happiness and gratitude can be just as powerful, you know? And I know so many people are guilty of this, you know? It's not, and I I am definitely guilty of it, you know? That like, you see, when you talk about something being emotional, often that means sadness. Like when, like I was thinking about this the other day, like when, when have I ever thought when someone says something is emotional that it's happy? I don't, I automatically associate it with it being sad. And we, Like I fell victim to this too. When I first uh, applied to Scholastic, I had like happier pieces, but I went and looked through like the categories and the winners. And I was like, wow, like they're all sad. I guess I have to look through my other ones and pick some sad ones. And looking back, like that's really upsetting that I even thought that I had to do that because I don't think that I'm a particularly sad writer and that's not where my strengths ultimately lie. And like, funny enough, uh, the one piece that did win that year was a sad one. So that's so ironic. And it wasn't even about, it was about a fictional situation that I made up (laughs) because I couldn't think of anything more sad to write. So they do like to prefer those pieces and it's really upsetting, you know, but I hope that like for future writers. And I hope that the culture can shift towards including a whole spectrum of emotions, not just sadness, like emotional things don't have to be sad. And a lot of times like they shouldn't be, you know, and I'm, I'm upset that other writers had to go through the same thing that I do, but I'm glad that we're talking about it. Cause I think it's like super important that 
so other people don't repeat like the same mistakes that I and I know others have made. It kind of sucks that like the negative emotions are the ones that end up being the most publicized. And I understand that negative emotions, stuff like understanding trauma and understanding sadness are very important, but there is already a lot of that in this world. And while it's important to acknowledge it and it's important to understand it, we do need a lot more of happiness and joy and comedy and love. And there should be more of that being written and put out there than just the really sad stuff. While the sad stuff is important, the happy stuff is important too. And there needs to be more of that um, put out there uh, and needs to be winning and et cetera, because it's just as valuable and just as valid as any of the, as any of like the really big stuff, any of the really sad stuff. The really happy stuff is big and important too, and it should be respected and should be acknowledged and read about and shared just as much as all the, all the trauma and all the sadness. It's all important and it should all be talked about and shared. Yeah, I definitely agree. Like, I feel like it's so, a lot of these competitions, they're, they're so intensity focused. Like, it feels like you have to, like, condense everything into, like, the most, the most, like, sad, emotionally intense kind of thing. Um, and that's just, like, that's not who we are as people. And I just feel like to prioritize that of all things, like to prioritize the saddest, darkest moment and be like, this is the authentic you. Anything else that's not authentic enough. Like, that's just, that's so messed up. And like, and having to squeeze yourself, having to, like, I had to make myself more sad to write this piece. Like, that is not healthy. And just having this, having that part of you be recognized, like, is this really what the world cares about? Like, just this single, most condensed, sad part of me? Like, I feel like there's just so much other stuff and so much other beauty in the world, like surrealism or like really interesting, like hypothetical situations or really happy pieces that just appreciate the little things. Like, it really comes down what we what wins these prizes is what we value and i think we should value those emotions more we should we should value ways to like stretch our thinking and ways to see the good side of things and while it is important to like get your emotions out it's also important what you do with them it's important how you think as a person and that's so much more beyond just like the single shard of sadness that could make some random person cry exactly like I hope that any writers listening to that ultimately take that away, that, uh, you know, we've all felt the pressure to conform to win contests because as humans, we crave validation, you know? We want praise and we want our writing to be recognized, you know? But make sure that you're not kind of squeezing yourself into a box to fit someone else. And I hope that that's what you end up taking away from this. And Asterisk, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. We'll see you soon on another episode of Ad Aster. Bye.